Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be continuing in the book of Revelations, and we are in chapter 13. And I will be reading with the NIV, the New International Version, just to make it easier to understand. And what I've been doing for Revelations is because it, it's a lot of symbolic in there. Uh, when John was writing this um, from uh, the revelation that he was getting from God. So what I will do is read chapter 13, which is two sections. Uh, the first title of the first one is The Beast Out of the Sea, which is verses 1 through 10. And then the next section is The Beast Out of the Earth, which is from, uh, from verses 11 to verses 18. Then after I read chapter 13, then I will be going into uh, Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And this will uh, let us know what the sim symbolism means in these chapters. Okay? Before I get started, I always like to tell you why we can depend on the Bible, why we can trust the Bible. And I got this information from Dr. Vody Bakum, which you can find online. If you go, he's on. He's a lot on YouTube, great preacher-teacher. And um, you, you can also uh, put in your search engine, uh, Vody Bakum Ministries, and it'll pull it up, and it'll give you more information. But mostly he's on YouTube. So let's go to what the Bible is. So, and this is a way of apologetics for defending the Bible. So if you're in a classroom or school, uh, you know, say uh, middle school, high school, college, whatever, and your teacher, instructor, or professor uh, tends to downplay the Bible if they do mention it at all. And this is a way to refute that. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years, in three continents. Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. And that's why we can trust the Bible. Okay? Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and start in... Of the book of Revelations, the last book of the Bible, or the last book of the New Testament, in chapter 13. And again, the title here is The Beast Out of the Sea. The dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on its horns, and on each head a blasphemous name. Verse 2, the beast I saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Verse 3, One of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. Verse 4, People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshiped the beast and asked, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? Verse 5, The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. Verse 6, It opened its mouth 
to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. Verse 7, it was given power to rage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. It was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. Verse 8, all inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Verse 9, whoever has ears, let them hear. Verse 10, if anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword they will be killed. This calls for patience and patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of God's people. Okay, this is the next section. The best out of the earth is the title, starting at verse 11. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. Verse 12, it exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. Verse 13, and it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth and full view, full view of the people. Verse 14, because of the signs it was given, power to perform on of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth it ordered them to set up an image in honor of the the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Verse 15. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. Verse 16. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, verse 17, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. And verse 18, this calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Okay, now we are going to be going into um, a Matthew Henry's con a concise commentary. Okay. Okay, this is um, Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. Chapter 13, the church's enemies represented as two beasts. Number one, the first beast, verses 10, 1 through 10, and number two, the second beast, verses 11 through 18. A wild beast rises out of the sea to whom the dragon gives his power. That's verses 1 through 10. Another beast, which has two horns like a lamb, but a voice like a dragon. Verse 11 to, to 15, the beast obliges all to worship its image and receive its mark. Uh, verses 16 to 18. Okay, so now we're going to start with the main, the main part. Chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. The apostle standing on the shore saw a savage beast right out of, rise out of the sea 
a tyrannical, adulterous, persecuting power springing up out of the troubles which took place. It was a frightful monster. It appears to mean that worldly oppression dominion, which for many ages, even from the times of the Babylonish captivity, had been hostile to the church. The first beast then began to oppress and persecute the righteous for righteousness' sake, but they suffered most under the fourth beast of Daniel, the Roman Empire, which has afflicted the saints with many cruel persecutions. The source of its power was the dragon. It was set up by the devil and supported by him. Wounded, wounding the head may refer to the end of pagan idolatry and, and the healing of the wound, introducing popish idolatry, the same in substance, only in a new dress, but which also serves the devil's design. The world admired its power, policy, and success. They gave honor and subjection to the devil and his instruments. It exercised infernal power and policy, requiring men to render that honor to creatures which belong to God alone. Yet the devil's power and success are limited. Christ has chosen remnant redeemed by his blood recorded in his book, sealed by the Spirit, and though the devil of the Antichrist may overcome the body and take away the natural life, they cannot conquer the soul nor prevail with true believers to forsake their Savior and join his enemies. Perseverance in the gospel and the true worship of God in this great hour of trial and temptation, which would deceive all but the elect. It is the character of those registered in those book of life. This powerful motive and encouragement to constancy is the great design of the whole revelation. Okay, now this is um, chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Those who understood the first beast to denote worldly power take the second to be also persecuting and assumed power which acts under the the disguise of religion and of charity to the souls of men it is a spiritual dominion professing to be derived from christ and exercised at first in a gentle manner but soon speaking like the dragon its speech betrayed it for it gives forth false doctrines and cruel decrees which show it to belong to the dragon and not to the lamb. It exercised all the power of the former beast. It pursues the same design to draw men from worshiping the true God and to subject the souls of men to the will and control of men. The second beast has carried on its designs by methods whereby men should be deceived to worship the former beast in the new shape or likeness made for it. It works by lying wonders and pretended miracles and, and by severe censors. Also by allowing none to enjoy natural or servant rights who will not worship that beast, which is the image of the pagan beast. It is made a qualification for buying and selling as well as for places of profit and trust that they oblige them themselves 
to use all their interest, power, and endeavor to afford the dominion of the beast, which is meant by receiving his mark to make an image to the beast whose deadly wound was healed would be to give form and power to his worship or to require obedience to his commands. To worship the image of the beast implies being subject to those things which stamp the character of the picture and cause it to be the image of the beast. The number of the beast is given as uh, so as to show the infinite wisdom of God and to exercise the wisdom of men. The number is the number of a man computed after the usual matter among men, and it is 666. What or who is intended by this remains a mystery to almost every religious dispute. This number has yet been applied, and it may reasonably be doubted whether the meaning has yet been discovered. But he who has wisdom and understanding will see that all the enemies of God are numbered and marked out for destruction, that the term of their power will soon expire, and that all nations shall submit to our King of Righteousness and Peace. Wow, that is really, really good. That is fantastic. See, that's why it's important to have the right context, to have the right information. Uh, it's kind of like having a uh, paradigm shift. It's like we have one information that that's going to take you one way, but then when you get new, accurate information, then you have the whole context, which which then explains and it also changes your views. It's kind of like uh, there's an analogy. Uh, um, there's a um, there's a guy uh, who uh, who's going to get on the bus, and so the driver comes up and says, oh, 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 "I'm here. Uh, you can just take my seat." So he takes the driver's seat. So nobody really thinks much about it. You know, you think it's another driver or something. But actually, new information comes in. And so the driver, he actually gave his seat to this guy that walks up and he was blind. So that's not going to work out. But you see, you have new information that helps you get the whole context. So that's why it's so important to have the right tools to study anything and the same for the Bible. You need the right tools. You need the right books. Uh, you need the right understanding. You need the right uh, um, to be able to get the um, the correct context and everything. Uh, it's like anything. Uh, you can take a sentence out of anything and stick it where you want it to make it. I'm here to make it sound the way you want it to, you know, whatever. But that's why you got to have the whole context. It's like when you read scripture. Uh, you need to read the whole, um, the whole chapter, the, um, the whole thing to get the, uh, the correct context, the beginning and the last part. You know, not just the scripture because you'll get a whole different context. But when you read the whole, uh, the whole chapter, whole area, then you have the right context. All right, let me give you some scripture verses. Luke chapter eighteen, verses nine through fourteen, NIV. True repenting thanks. Asking God's forgiveness. And this is the NIV, and this is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, verse 9. 
To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told the parable, verse 10, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one of them a Pharisee and the other a tax collector, verse 11. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector, verse 12. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. Verse 13, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast or his chest and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Verse 14, I tell you, now this, uh, this is um, uh, Jesus talking. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, NIV, New International Version. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Luke chapter 6, verse 39, NIV. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? Luke chapter 6, verse 40, NIV. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. That's why it's good to sit under godly teaching and teachers. Ephesians chapter 111, NIV. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. So this is so God is sovereign, in other words. Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen, NIV. The New International Version, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me give some salvation scripture, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, the King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth the man's salvation. Romans 10, chapter 13, King James Version, for whose service shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How can we know that we're sinners and we need Christ? Well, because we all have broken God's commandments and according to scripture says no one is looking for God so God has to draw you and how does he draw you by conviction right remember he's already wrote the, uh, God's moral law the ten commandments on your heart that's why we automatically know when something's wrong like lying stealing you know um, murders such things like that so are you a good person let's see I'm just gave you three of the Ten Commandments or God's moral law. Uh, have you ever lied? 
we all have lied, and when it comes to one that lies, a liar. That's one. And according to the Bible, you only have to break one commandment, and that's it. And it don't matter. You could have been a child or whatever, but once you sin, man, that's it. You're guilty, you know? Especially, you know, when you know, um, like, you know, when you, you'll know when you mess up. Um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, he says you already committed adultery in your heart. That's the second commandment. Or, I mean, that's another commandment, which would be the seventh. And then uh, the false witnesses of the ninth commandment. Uh, have you ever hated anybody? Well, according to Jesus, if you ever hate anybody, uh, you've already broken the sixth commandment, uh, you shall not murder. So that's three right there. So if God was to judge you by these, his Ten Commandments, the moral law, would you be innocent or guilty? We'd be guilty. Heaven or hell, it would be hell. So, what do we need to do? What did God do for, for all of us sinners? Well, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come down to be the one-time perfect sacrifice for all of man so that those who believe in him, who will come and turn from sin, repent of their sins, Ask God for forgiveness and put their trust in Christ alone can be saved and go to heaven and have eternal life. You know, but you got to want to do that. So what do you do? Well, we went over the commandments. You know you're guilty. So if you were to die today and 100,000 people die every 24 hours around the world and we could be in that number at any time. So what I would suggest you do is if what we talked about has convicted your heart and you know that we all know we're guilty. So if it bothers you and you want to get um, you want to go to heaven, then what you need to do is come with a sorrowful contrite heart. Be sorry for your sins. Ask God for forgiveness, repenting. That means to turn away from your sin. Don't go back to it, but turn away from it. And then put your trust in Christ alone. Uh, to take the trust that you had in yourself and to put it in, uh, transfer that trust to Christ alone. It's kind of like if you're, if you're in a plane that's about to crash, somebody gives you a parachute, you've got to hold on to that parachute as tight as you can because that's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. That's something to think about. That's what I would do if I were you. When I heard the gospel, which meant, hey, you know, I've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, I'm guilty. I need a Savior. And I was convicted of that right then and there. Ask God, I came with a sorrowful heart. I asked God to forgive me, repent of my sins, and then I put my trust in Christ alone. I started reading the Bible daily without failing, do what it says, and then find out a good Bible-believing teaching church so you can continually grow and learn and, and serve. And that's, that's what we need to do. Let me give you some... Um, let me give you some resources. And this you can find on YouTube and in their websites, uh, Dr. Vody Bakum, YouTube and on online, Living Waters of Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, and all these on YouTube, R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries, 
Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org. Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com. And he teaches about American Christian history, the majority of it. It's really great. And he talks about other things and like current things going on. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. And I'll remember all these on YouTube. Um, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios. And you can also, if you go on there now, they change the website to where it's easier to, to maneuver. So if you click on Apologia Studios, you can uh, they have a tab there uh, uh, for Greg Boston University, Dr. Greg Boston or Boston U. You can click on that and start getting a free seminary education. Uh, Dr. Greg Boston, uh, he died a while back, but his family donated all of his audio teaching and they've remastered it digitally and everything and now you can get a free seminary education how great is that um if you would like to correspond with us um the email is bible education institute at gmail.com and we do have a a website but it's not working currently so in the future i, I plan to um get another website that would be working more um, let me see, and let me give you some more, uh, some more resources, and you can, um, and you can get us on, uh, YouTube Rumble, Listen Notes, Luminary, pod Podcast, Player FM Podcast, and all these are podcasts too, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, uh, Podcast Addict, and others. And let me give some more great teachers. And again, RC Spro, Ligonier Ministries, and uh, or, or Ligonier.org, Dr. Woody Bacham, YouTube, Dr. James White on YouTube, and he's with Apologia Studios. And Pastor Joel Weapon with Right Response Ministries, Pastor Jeff Durbin, Apologia Studios, Gary Damar, Doug Wilson. Really great, great place. And also, you can also catch us on, which I forgot to mention, uh, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. So, until next time, remember read your Bible daily without fail, do what it says.